Good evening and welcome to The Joust, and also good morning to all you people listening in the morning. Uh, that's one for you, Marty Taylor. Uh, welcome to The Joust. My name is Nagy. I'm here as always with Liam McNeil. Liam, how are you tonight? G'day, Nagy. I'm very well, thank you. And good afternoon to all our listeners listening in the afternoon. Yes, we're going to cover everyone, aren't we? We'll cover everyone before the uh, before the pod's out. I'm well, thank you, Nagy. Well. That's good. That's good. Well. Now, should oh, we sorry. start the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Liam, do you have your sponsors for this week? I do. Sponsors for this week. I've got here right in front of me. Um, sponsors for this week, we've got Club Chaos at the Lucky, uh, the West League's horse racing machine, and the time that one of our avid listeners, aged only 19 at the time, suffered an attack of chronic diarrhea whilst watching a movie with a female companion. Nagy. Yes, yes. This well, we don't want to name names, uh, but we'll definitely name initials. Uh, it's an avid listener of ours. Uh, we'll just call him uh, ZL, uh, and he was a 19-year-old ZL. They're rare initials. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have many friends with those ones. No, no, no. But um, but uh, he was entertaining a lady at the age of nineteen, uh, and uh, he felt you know a bit of a persistent case of the old diarrhea uh, on uh, coming on. So he excused himself from the movie, and he specifically asked um, the, the girl, "Don't pause the movie," because they were the only ones home. And he had a very echoey bathroom and a very echoey house for that. And and. Uh, and <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. I can't stay away from the microphone. Anymore. No, 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 no. And it's uh, and but she thought he was just being polite about not not missing the film, so she paused it almost immediately as as the bathroom door shut. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I believe he just tried to cover cover up the sounds with some sort of uh, some sort of cough, a persistent cough, if you persistent will. Persistent cough. Was <laughs> it a runny cough? <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me once. Actually, it was. It was uh, what was it called when you go to the? You got the two options for cough. You got a dry cough and a, a wet cough. A wet cough. <laughs> it was definitely a wet a cough. Wet brown cough. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me once. Uh, my a former girlfriend of mine's bathroom was located right next to her bedroom, and <laughs> I think we'd had curry the night before. <laughs> the night before. And so she was sitting atop me, yeah. uh, as you do in the morning when you're young and in love. <laughs> I had a jet off to the bathroom and told her I was in there vomiting for a half an hour. So now what have we got next on the program, Nagy? First sips oh, as usual, first. Nagy. Of course, we'll uh, dedicate this episode, as we do every episode, with our first sip to the Ross Dog. To the Ross Dog. White Lightning. Thank you. Cheers, Ross. He had a good game on the weekend. Very good game. And now, as is tradition, ladies, I'd, uh, I'd ask you to please be upstanding for the National Anthem of Australia. <laughs> Everybody had matching towels. Somebody went under a jaw, and there they saw a rock. It wasn't a rock. What's a rock? Oh, sorry about that, uh, listeners. Our producer Elliot seems to be getting back on the rock. Um, smoking it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's smoking crack rock. He doesn't look too good. It's kind <laughs> of his theme song when he sparks up. So, hey, Elliot, no, we're here for you, mate. We're here for you. <laughs> Now, Liam, um, the game, the game on Sunday, the, yes. the, the telly game. Uh, we were so privileged to have a television game, uh, a big game out of Belmore playing the Bulldogs. Now, um, like Bell-less. <laughs> is more. Bell-less is more. Bell-less is more. And it certainly was on Sunday. Now, it's, uh, I'm sure everyone caught it being the free-to-air game. Um, now, what's saying that our users are... 
What's immensely f- poor and can't oh. afford pay television. <laughs> <laughs> You're all dirt. <laughs> um, we should start charging for this. We'll get <laughs> even less people listening. But uh, look, we yeah, look, our, our lovable knights uh, suffered yet another loss uh, in the dying moments of the game. Now this one was a bit different because we we weren't winning at halftime. So we had no expectation half time that we were going to win, but we scored on half time to give it sort of hope in a different way. And then, but then that whole second half was out. It was all us. They hadn't scored up until about the seventy fifth minute, and then uh, then they chased us down. Yeah, look, it was really again. It was kind of a case of the Knights finding another really creative, clever way to lose. <laughs> I mean, I thought I'd seen it all. I really had, but uh, no, no, no. This, no, is, this was a brand new. Yeah. And, the and no wonder those Casey Donovan ads have come out. The fat lady's singing. <laughs> Night season's over. I think I think that's this week has peaked. That I think it was just like it was such a like uh, a roller coaster game of uh, emotions. Just because uh, we you know we we really thought I I always thought we were home and host. And it, up there, not only in the last five minutes, we still had a four-point lead to protect, and it's never fun protecting a four-point lead. But then um, we're up there, and it was in the dying moments, uh, the safe kick into. Uh, and into the um, you know the sidelines just to put a scrum and we had to def- defend one set, but instead it went to the legs of Moses Zembo. I've, n- I've never seen anything in my life quite like it. Yeah, unbelievable. And it, actually, the only thing I've seen in my life quite like it was uh, the video doing the rounds of Facebook last week of the Mwillumbar Mustangs scoring from an attempted touch finder after full time, yeah. which would have finished the game and the other side won, but. One well, they the caught Mustangs, it when one of the Mustangs players caught it before the sideline and ran and scored. Oh Christ! So that's what it was like, and the only time I've seen it, and it's now happened in two weeks. A similar kind of upsetting <laughs> way to finish. Well, if it's going to happen to anyone, it's going to happen to our Knights. Absolutely, and, and the McCla- and the, uh, the, the <laughs> Mustangs. The Mustangs. So even the Mustangs and the Knights, and they probably you know very well soon could be playing in the same league if uh, things keep going this way. Um, but you know that wasn't uh, that wasn't too fun to watch. But uh, but there was there were some positives to take out of it. I've got some hats off. Do you now? I do have a hats off. Let's hope that your hats off isn't the same as mine. But your my hats off for this week. No, we'll go. You, you, you better go. All right, mine's a multiple. Um, they'll have to share the hat though. Ooh. But uh, I'm calling them Matautiers. Okay. Yep. I mean, Pete got two tries. Chanel got one. And uh, one of the biggest hits I've seen in recent years was phenomenal. And Sione did a lot of uh, guts work up the middle. So I uh, I am uh, the whole family. Yeah, the whole fa- except. Uh, Pat. One we don't speak of. Pat, is it? Well, Pat, Pat's yeah. the only one that wasn't there. Yeah, no, look, they'll be sharing the hat for the week from me. Yeah, look, uh, I thought Chanel did a really good job uh, in, in attack. He was, he was come, especially in the second half, I think he came in more. He, he, like, he scored a phenomenal try off the back of uh, Trent Hogginson pass. Uh, things were looking good, and but yeah, but Peter, Peter was just on fire. Quick tap um, to steal a try from them at half time. And with a cracked melon too. Yeah, he was, he was. He a bit of claret coming out of there. Claret over the eye, and it was good. Uh, and then also he got another try uh, for from a grubber kick again from uh, from from Trent. So Trent had two tries there. So that's uh, that was um, no. I thought all the Matautius played really well. Um, that that except Pat, um, <laughs> poor poor Pat. I'm sure he did whatever he was doing that day very well. Though. Yeah, I'm sure he did that too. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's good. Hats off. My hats off uh, goes to. Yeah, I was going to say Peter Matautius, and I should have checked with you before we start. Well, that's right. But then no, it means the no, no, other no. two will only have to share the hat. That's true. Okay. Well, more of no, the no, hat. no. I think I think mine would probably go to the Rostock. Rostock. Uh, oh, wasn't he great at fullback? Yeah. That look, it was good. Fingertip take on a high. Swirling bomb. Yeah, look, the, it's one I, of the best I've seen. They, they, they really peppered our back, um, our back three the whole first half when they had the run of the play, and uh, with high bombs. 
and they were just um, hoping that that our inexperienced back three were going to put some down, and they didn't. Uh, yeah, Ross, didn't Brendan Elliott was spectacular. He was doing very well, very well under the high ball. Um, the sun in their eyes too. Yeah, look, and Brendan Elliott had some defensive errors, but uh, and so does Chanel for that matter. But uh, but I think everyone did really well under the high ball. But um, just just um, Nathan Ross's running game. Obviously, he made that great tack on Aiden Tolman, front rower with with about three meters before the line coming across. Like it wasn't even a front on; it was like a side. And it just that perfect, almost, it almost was like beautiful. It was almost like a Cumberland sack, and I love a good yeah. Cumberland sack tackle. Um, I mean, Cumberland just, throw, I believe it's called. Is it really? Yep, Cumberland throw. I thought it was a Cumberland sack. No, <laughs> it's definitely the throw. Where have I been to learn that sort of term? <laughs> the Cumberland sack, for our listeners who don't know, is actually a correct term, but it was only used in certain back streets of Cumberland. <laughs> That's uh, where Nagy picked it up. It was never an official rugby league term. Um, but the kind of term that you pay for and immediately regret. Go straight to the doctors. That's what Nagy's referring to. The the premium service, the Cumberland Cumberland sack. sack. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, no, that was my, uh, my hats off this week, uh, was, was to the Ross dog, uh, hats back on. Yeah, look, my hats back on again. I'm going very conceptual Nagy this episode. It's a concept I'm putting my hats back onto. The Newcastle fans who are publicly crucifying Block Lamb. Yep. Yep. Brock, Brock, Brock Lamb. Brock Lamb. Brock Lamb. Brock Lamb. <laughs> I guess I said Block Lamb. Block of Lamb. Yeah, no, my uh, my hat's on. Hat's back on. Yeah, it's going to the fans. I mean, this kid's only 20. He's young as hell. He's inexperienced. He was thrown, you know, a huge moment, and he miffed it. Yes. But he's got to bounce back from that. He's got to come back into the team and play well. And, you know, having a lot of fans come out and absolutely slag him off in public, yeah. which you'll see. Yeah. And these uh, are the same. Not fan- happy about that. These are the same fans that were calling for him <clears throat> to come back into the side because Absolutely. they really want to get rid of Dalen Feeney. And uh, people, you know, no one's ever happy in this team. And I can un- like, sorry about this team. And I can understand why. But uh, like, it's all the losing probably. It's probably all the losing that's really <laughs> making people lose faith. But like, if you really look at it, like, no one, everyone thought no Trent shouldn't be there. Uh, keep Trent out. And then Jalen Feeney wore thin and they go, no, we want Jalen gone. And then Brock went and then they're like, we want Brock back. And then they got Brock and Trent back. And then they were like, uh, okay, well, we'll f- f- like Lamb didn't play any play any well. So we got to get rid of him. But we also don't, we don't want Feeney. But we don't want to keep Hodko either. And it's like, well, who got us the points on the night? Like, you know what I mean? Who actually scored us the tries? It's like, well, I guess um, Hodko did, but we can't keep him. It's all this like, you know. It's past- like, remember that concept I came up with of the, the fair weather fan? Mm. The person who's only a fan of uh, the day, if it's fair weather. Well, that's like you know, if it's a, it would have been a very different story if we just had to hold out that game, and it wasn't that, you know, obviously you wouldn't have the Brock Lamb um, shanking incident, and then, but like even in that was a penalty that we probably really shouldn't have got. You know, the game should have probably been over as soon as they kicked it back, and was, that could, that could have been it. And I don't think many people would have blamed Brock uh, Brock Lamb for for that that one percenting play that Moses Embai you know charged down a grubber. You just don't see it. Like, that ball could have gone anywhere. Yeah, it would have been credited as a freakish M by play and not a Brock Lamb mistake. Yeah, and then to get that penalty, we would have only evened things up. And, you know, and the game wouldn't have necessarily been won anyway. But I think everyone just thinks of these moments of, like, we just know that we're so unlucky that we can lose the game twice in one game. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't so. even thought about it that way. But you know what <laughs> terrifies me the most, Naggy? Oh, this just smells of Jared Mullen, doesn't it? You know, a young kid came into first grade probably ahead of his time. Had expectation and, you know, people bashing him when uh, the night's lost. And, you know, his career never hit the heights it should have. Yeah. And I'd hate to see that with young Lammy as well. Yeah, like, he, like Jared Mullen being 19 uh, in 2007, mm. playing that, playing his first origin way before he shouldn't have. I say his first origin. His, his only, only. His yeah. only origin. But he always threatened around uh, selection time. He was never too far away from, from playing another. And he wasn't, 
And I think everyone just yeah likes to think that oh he was always a bit of a never lived up to the hype. But you know we he had some strong years and he had some injury ravaged years, uh, much like other players. Much like like you know he wasn't too far away from being like a a Terry Campese sort of a player. Mm. And like you know held that held like that Canberra side together for a long time. Had a little bit of rep career. But like I don't think anyone but will... just had chunky knees and no hair. Well, that's yeah. I think that's 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 true. Yeah, the no. hair protects the head. Yes, and he had none of it. Mm. Uh, but he held on to it. Ter- uh, Terry Campisi. Ter- Terry Campisi was it? Terry. Yeah, I think he had a hat sponsor at one point. It looked awful. The nephew of David. He famously. was losing it. He was sort of had it around the fringe, but then he lost it everywhere else. He looked like a friar, <laughs> like an old monk's yeah. haircut. Um, yeah, but no. Look, I think you could put a lot of. Jared, some of Jared Mullen's career struggles, I think, down to public pressure, and you know, and look, yeah, I don't think anyone, everyone, if you, no one that's been very critical has been twenty years old and had the weight of a town on your back, pretty um, making, fat town too, making making a kick. Oh, like you know, we love to, or all of us, including us right now, being armchair experts, literally sitting in armchairs. Yes, talk, talk, I'm actually, my arms are beautifully supported right now. <laughs> talking into a microphone about about things that should have happened if we, you know, if we were there. Like, Backing you know, out, I would have kicked that. Yeah, like when we go over Origin, like you know, two fat blokes shouting abuse to the best athletes in the world. Like you know, like where where is this? How are we getting anywhere with this? <laughs> Sorry, can we pause the show? We just have to update our bio. Quickly on Facebook, <laughs> two, two fat blokes shouting at uh, the highly paid professional sports stars. <laughs> yeah, like like we can do any better, but it's um, uh, but yeah, look, this is just something that we're that I'm I'm afraid the uh, that we're gonna have to deal with these these sort of tight losses, and you know everyone's like, oh, but when when's it gonna go? Yeah, look, we've we've gone over this time and time again. Oh, ad nause ad nauseum. We were in that game. We don't have much to improve. That's the thing. Like again, like we win that game, the pressure's all on the Bulldogs. You know what I mean? But. Uh, because they 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 got out of trouble at the very very last minute, um, to a freak play, uh, you know Josh Reynolds. I know the whole game was about Josh Reynolds, but he was carried off the field. You think that, that was something to see? That was incredible when he got mobbed at the end. I know he's the boy from Belmore and all that, but he had a very ordinary game. Even oh, by terrible. like terrible. Even like by um uh was a fantasy league points. I think he's got under twenty on the on. But the, I mean, on, to use the classic adage, you know, he came away with the two points. Yeah, but like it's just I don't know. Like everyone's going to remember him as like playing a really oh, good it's game. A, you know, it's like that great quote from Vincent Diesel. I think Fast and the Furious. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you win by an inch or a mile, Nagy. Winning is winning. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Liam. That's all right. for, for Lessons wor- from Vincent. Words of wisdom. But yeah, look, it's um, so who have we got this week? Uh, we got the Bronx. Bronx. On and now the Bronx Saturday. at Origin time usually is a pretty tasty, uh, you know, tasty little matchup to look forward to. But I think. They're not as badly hit as they have been in the past. Yeah, no. So I think it's not as, you know, you wouldn't be licking your lips playing uh, the Broncos during Origin like you would during the 90s. Yeah, like they obviously don't have, like they share that with the Storm and the Cowboys a lot more heavily these days. Um, but like, yeah, there's a few key players. Hunt, obviously not going to be there. Um, have we got anyone else listed there? I can't think of anyone else. Anthony Milford's still Anthony Hang on, no, Ben Hunt was named though. No, but, but Anthony Milford. Like, but hang on, so Milford. No, out. they've named everyone. They've named everyone. They've named everyone. But the people that probably won't play are the people that played Origin. Yes. So, um, so Ben Hunt will probably be out. Ben Hunt. Is there anyone else? Well, they get oh, that, Matt, Matt uh, Gillette. Matt Gillette as well. Yep. Um, the best a man can get. The best. <laughs> <laughs> um, that other guy that I always get confused with, Matt Gillette. I don't um, like Queenslanders. No, no, no. <clears throat> All of them, all, all of those the, players, all, those Queenslanders all the Queenslanders might not be playing. Um, <laughs> but we do have some stats, Naggy. Yes. Who, who got our stats this week? Uh, there was a, f- a friend, uh, Mandel. Fran Mandel. 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 
Oh, I've been calling her Crandall. I've been calling her Crandall. <laughs> Thank you, Fran, uh, for these uh, beautiful stats this week. Um, Liam, have you got some there? You yeah, I've to... got some right here. Um, look, I think one of the big things that uh, it bodes well for the Knights, the Broncos actually concede most of their tries up the middle, yep. um, in that middle 20. And I think the work that Levi's been doing out of the ruck, um, the hard you know yards of the Safidi brothers up the gut, Sione kind of angling back in, that could be a real uh, you know point of exploitation for the Knights. They can yeah, really do a bit of damage up the guts. I think that's where they've got to focus a good part of it. I think in the last few games, probably in the last five, we scored some of those. We scored some good tries just with soft hands close to the line. Um, and yeah, yeah, especially to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Lachlan he's Fitzgibbon, been... Barney, I don't think he's got him, but he's been, you know, the passer of like running those all or nothing plays that we either going to get whacked or that's going to come off. But yes, yeah, Sione running back in. Yeah, look, it's not, a, it's not exactly a strength of ours, but we have uh, proven to score some tries uh, there. Like, you know, Danny Levi, Nathan Ross, these players like around, closer around the ruck inside the 20, I think we could probably get some. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I no, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And then, because um, the other thing that the Knights have really shown is that the opening 20 is not our strongest point. Well, it used to be. It, well, <laughs> initially, well, it has been on and off. I think if you try to it map, if you try to map the uh, the Knights' strongest point, you'll just find these fifteen minutes in the game where we look like we could win it, but then yeah. you know we obviously but, don't. But I mean, if the Knights can really turn that around, because I think a lot of the points the Knights need to work on this week are about turning around previously held stats. So Broncos score. Oh, sorry, concede the most points first twenty and last twenty. I think if the Knights can really beef up that first twenty and last twenty, again, that's where we're going to start. Raking in the benefits, I think. Yeah, it also says like obviously Broncos can see the second uh, fewest penalties in the uh, in the NRL. Which again, this would be a good game for the Knights to come out and make a statement. Hey, we're sick of getting penalised. We're not going to penalise, and well, they can pr- maybe get away a bit with a bit more because the Broncos concede so many so few penalties. Yeah, look, Bar- Barney um, Barney's back uh, was uh, you know we got leaked a stupid penalty um, by attacking the kicker well after like I think it was Josh Reynolds well after he did. Um, He'd uh, he'd kick the oh, ball and st- stuff like Danny Levi getting in the way of the referee was another penalty. That was stuff that Brandy brought up in the in the in the post match. But it was it's true that stuff hurts us and that stuff uh, when we're already on top, we don't need to be um, have anything else against us. But it happens. But if we can tidy that up, uh, look, we are at home uh, and I'll also be there. I'll be there. Uh, also, producer Elliot will also be there. Uh, we'll be um, on the on the hill. Oh, actually, he's giving me the eyes of maybe I won't. He, he'll be all right. He'll be there. Um, but uh, I'll be there on the hill. Um, I'll be at work. Liam will be at work. Look, you can go watch it at Central Bar at uh, on King Street, or you can. All, I wouldn't can, bother. No, <laughs> I won't be pouring beers. I'll be I have my eyes focused squarely on the game. Yeah, I'll. Um, but uh, please uh, come find me on the hill, uh, and uh, and have, come have a chat. I'll be very upset probably, but anyway, uh, that'll be good. Um, but also, yeah, do you have any more stats there? From yeah, no. Look, there's a couple of danger men. Our stats, uh, stats man, Fran has pointed out. Um, Jimmy Roberts has been absolutely on fire this. This year, I mean, that he's just so quick. It's absolutely ridiculous. So he's one of the danger men the Knights have got to contain. He's got more average running meters, more tackle bust than anyone in the team. At time, I mean, he's kind of like a gag guy. At times, he's just impossible to tackle and lightning quick. He looks very scary. I'm not sure if you get this as well, but like if you were playing him, he just looks like someone that is very, very aggressive and determined to like... Just uh, I don't know, like that. He just looks like one of those guys that you wouldn't upset in a public um, sort of forum. Like he's, he's just also got that, that uh, one or two assault charges 
give that impression too. Well, also there are these charges against yeah. his name. Yeah, the police are well the aware of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um, what really gave me the impression of that. Yeah, I know he has this sort of look about him that he's like it's very sort of like a, a player that you, you yeah. But also he backs it up, backs it up with ability. Yeah, he's quite fun. I mean, he's you know was well in the conversation for the New South Wales centre spot. Yeah, I but, think it's, uh, honestly I think his behaviour that let him down. I think mm. that was, um, but also centres are stacked with fullbacks. So uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's his biggest thing. He wasn't playing fullback. Wasn't playing fullback. But yeah, I I think we've really um. You know, got to paint. Speaking of da- uh, danger, man, I think we've really got to paint a target on Jordan Kahu as a bit of a target for us um, because he's missing a lot of tackles and he's the last line of defence. So, I, you know, obviously that inflates his numbers a bit because the tackles are kind of very hit and miss, last man mm. standing, desperation stuff. But I think if the Knights can start working through that first line and involving Kahu in defence more as he gets fatigued, I think he's going to miss a lot more tackles. Look, Wayne Bennett said a long time ago that he thought, actually, when it was when he was signed by the Knights, so take this with a grain of salt, that he thought playing at Newcastle in um, through the, the the Broncos' really successful period, let's say it was, you know, around that uh, two thousand um, period when they won, 2000, 2000, 2006 they won a oh, few. Yeah, well, so b- between that time when he said it, the trip to Newcastle was one of the hardest for, for to come play, and I suppose obviously that coincides with Andrew Johns playing for the Knights, but um, and he also might have just been trying to talk up a club that he was um, <laughs> that he was about to be paid millions at. So, but um, but no, that was that's something that we should take into account. That this is a long trip for um for the Bronx. This isn't just a trip down to Sydney that used and to they're do. probably going with Jetstar, so yeah, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is terrible, terrible airline. Um, but. Excuse me, sorry, I just had a big cup of tea. Um, but that's something we could hopefully turn. We only win at home, you know, with the few wins that we have over the last 600 and Did whatever we? days. Like all the two wins we have this season are at home. Good so, point. Good so we, point. Have a, we have a better chance to win at home than we do away. Um, but yeah, look, it's. That's it's, not how chances work, Nagy. No. They're 50 50. <laughs> hey, it's a, we're, we're in a two horse race. That's probably better, yeah. yeah so. If we just go with yes or no. <laughs> um, look, uh, I think it's going to be a struggle. But uh, but look, we'll, we'll cover a little bit more of this in the pointy end as well as. Uh, huge pointy end and huge, sack today. Huge pointy oh, end and sack. Because we haven't even touched Origin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with the second half of the jest. Welcome back to the second half of the Joust. Uh, Liam, we'll jump straight into the pointy end. Now, there's a story that's emerged in the last few hours today uh, regarding our very own Jared Mullen. Now, this is something that we, we, we've we sort of neglected to talk about. We have, actually. We kind of left Mullen out to dry, <laughs> much like the club. Now, Nagy, before you go on uh, to the story, can I please read the headline? Yes. That, uh, that leads the story in, uh, I'm not sure which paper, but Greenberg down, urged to downgrade Mullen's ban. Now... From that headline, Greenberg's been urged. I assume there's some powerful lobby in the NRL. Maybe at the Knights, a very famous person. Maybe Maybe, a former player. There might be like a march going on. There might be a march. Who is it, Nagy? Do you have exclusively that's urging uh, Todd Greenberg to downgrade Jared Mullins? Band? I believe it's his dear old mum. Is it Motherly Anne? Yes. Okay. Now, this is an interesting one because of two things. This is an interesting one. It it definitely takes me... uh, to point because I always thought that this band that M- Mullo was um, currently um, not sentenced to was them doing <laughs> serving <laughs> serving that's the word I was looking for um, was was one from Asada like I thought well it was- no it's uh, it was actually uh, suspended on the under the NRL's anti doping policy oh so he was caught so by it's the an NRL-, NRL band so he caught by the NRL so but and- I would imagine that the NRL band fil- filters up to Asada 
Yeah, well, one would think. Look, it's an interesting thing because the, uh, his dear old mum has come forward and said that, look, there's all these thugs playing the game, basically. All these lawbreakers, all these drug users, domestic to, violence. To be fair, she's right. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true. Like, when I say <laughs> drug... is a good point. When, like, yeah, with all these, like, sort of... When I say drug users, uh, sort of... Um, Play, well, I can't think of any words today. Playful drug users. Playful no, drugs. Recreational, recreational drug users. Recreational drug users had all been caught before. Uh, and then he's he's also, you know, been, you know, in sort of banned substance in his system and he's copped uh, the higher end of a ban that I think I can remember. I don't think even... Uh, can you remember a four-year ban being served in the NRL before? No. Rodney Howe got two years. Mad Dog and Robbie O'Davis, two years. Wendell Saylor, two years for cocaine. Well, that's the interesting th- thing because Wendell Saylor got two years for cocaine uh, in uh, for for the old nose beers playing rugby union, and he came out and, and was making. But he got he got he done by too, Asada. Yeah. He that was an Asada ban, uh, and that was uh, when he was you know contracted on and and you know in the middle of his playing thing, so so that he didn't get the same sort of penalty. So, but it does ask the question if I players mean, are caught- even Shandor Earl, his was a two year ban, and he was caught trafficking. Was it two? I thought it, I thought Sandor Earls might um, might have been four years. I th- anyway, like, look, oh, <laughs> so let's say four years. So let's say like let's just say uh, well, it's definitely been a long time for for, for Sandor. Is it Shandor? Sandor. Earl. Well, I always thought it was Sandor, but Sandor. Uh, Earl. Recently, I've been hearing Shandor. It's a stupid name, anyway. It's a silly, <laughs> silly name. Um, it's but not your fault. I mean, he didn't pick the name. So, it, like, let's. Your so mother's an idiot, Shandor. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so it's sort he of. He was four years actually. Sorry, four years. So, like, that's a th- that's a good point. So, if it's four years for trafficking, and then also four years for just uh, having in the system, and look, there was talks that if Jared Mullen gave up um, certain people that that gave him, you know, who it was, and he said it was a someone that he didn't want to name because he didn't. He ain't want- no narc. Yeah, well, apparently he's not. Snitches get stitches. And I think, like, if he was looking at a two or a four, it same sentence pretty much. Like, I know that really quiets it. There's no chance of him coming back and playing, but maybe, like, maybe Super League. Like, it definitely ended his career at the Knights. So it's the same sort of. It's it's going to be tarred with the same brush, whether it's two or four years at his age. If he was younger, it might have been a different story. But uh, like it, it definitely asks the question, and it's sort of funny that his mum's come out and said this because like you know, good on him for his mum backing him. But yeah, that's it, really sweet. It sort of sounds like he's been suspended from school, and then the mum's come to the school and said he didn't punch that boy, and like you know, and then sort of defending not him. My Jared. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sort of like Sorry, his mum's not eighty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that voice. Not, yeah, but it's it's it definitely uh, has it rings that sort of that tune of that it was. That she's doesn't know the full story and she's just blindly defending her son. And God, yeah. we've just been terrible. After the beautiful hats off we gave to my own dear mother last week, <laughs> now we've come out and just slandered mums everywhere. Yeah, look, like yeah, but that's you can see what happens, and you can see maybe she's just in uh, believing completely. Like everyone's probably looking at a little bit more objectively than than she can. You know, she's like I'm sure Hitler's mum didn't think he was a bad kid. <laughs> and to be fair, her husband was her grandfather, but. You know, she was probably, yeah, he's all right. And he was his own grandpa. <laughs> his like, own grandpa. That's it's amazing. The, that's what the song was his about. His family tree was a hedge. <laughs> it was a small plant at the back. <laughs> it was just, uh, but like, was, I don't think we should be rushing and, and, and like comparing uh, Molo with Hitler now. <laughs> but, well, that's it. I mean, we've slandered mothers. We've slandered Hitler. Who's next? We've slandered What's Hitler. Uh, have we slandered Hitler because we've we've made a reference between Hitler and Jared Mellon? Yeah. Slandering Hitler. No, no, look, it's it's one of those things. It's what are we going to do next? Put Mother Therese on the sp- <laughs> Oh, Christ, Liam. <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> we can take that in the post. Um, oh, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, but look, now, there's still some more pointy stuff going on in the Blues camp. Now, Cordner is coming in with an injury cloud. Frizzell coming in under an injury cloud. 
Should they be playing with Niggles, Nagy? What do you think? I mean, they're two huge players and big occasion players. So regardless of the injury, I think they'll front up. Yeah, but look, should you be playing niggling injuries? Yeah, look, it's one of those things. You can assume that uh, these players, you can assume that all players are carrying niggles. Um, but especially, like, I mean, at this time of the year, after a tough Origin campaign and such. Yeah, look, at the same the same point. I think uh, even Teddy didn't play the last Tigers game uh, against us, and I think they had the bye this week. So, um, but like you could say, like, what well, is he under an injury cloud as well? But he hasn't really been mentioned. I think it's just one of these Origin things uh, that when when it's coming up, people are looking for. Like uh, a reason. I Did don't you know, miss like... the story about James Tedesco's injury? Yeah, what happened? Oh, it was hilarious. What? Game two, Mitchell Pierce goes over to score. Everyone runs in and jumps, you know, does the jumping huddle. And Tedesco races in, jumps up to join the huddle and rolled his ankle. He jumped up in the celebration and yeah. rolled it. He rolled his ankle during Mitchell Pierce's... I thought you must have heard that story. No. Yeah, that's why he was out for the Tigers game, and then obviously he did have the bye, but he'll be he'll be right. Yeah. It was just a very humorous injury. Injuries around this time of year are often like... Yeah, I just assume that all NRL players are coming in with injuries. But you know what? Games. I think I can pin it on... Look, the West Tigers haven't been going great the last few years, so they don't get to celebrate a lot. Yeah. So you'll notice with Aaron Woods, you know, remember when he tried to... Beautifully joined that huddle through the air and missed, missed entirely. It. Now you've got James Tedesco, rolling ankle. you know, jumping in the huddle and uh, rolling ankle. I think the Tigers, you know, if they don't start scoring more tries, they just need to start, you know, working on their post-try celebrations. A training uh, maybe, like take some time. They need to spend some time on it because it's something that's really undoing them. Well, it's like going back to the 2000 series at Origin when the Blues had their celebration. Oh, the hand grenade. The hand grenade was one. I think they did the bowling also maybe. One of them not being that serious, but it was... <laughs> Joey smoking the ball like a, a pipe. Some sort of, <laughs> oh, that might have been a Knights game, actually. That might have been a little bit cl- too close to home as well. For very <laughs> close. Actually, I think it was a Knights home game. So it was very close to home. <laughs> he might have not have been sure where he was. <laughs> he might have thought he was at Fanny's. Uh, but, uh, like, yeah, like it's it's one of those things, I think, uh, coming into origin. Uh, like It's been highlighted this season, this, sorry, this week again with Billy Slater going down, oh, which I'm sure God. is just a bit of theatre. It's just Queensland theatre, and they do it every goddamn year. Oh, one of our immortals... You know, cut his fingernails too close to... Because you know when you do that and it hurts like hell. Or one of the mortals cut their fingernails too close. Okay, I bite. I'm a bit of a chewer. So I don't oh, okay. But, but you know when you it, when you bite them too... <laughs> I'm not surprised. Ellie is disgusting. When you disgusting. bite them too close to the skin. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if, if that happens next year to Cooper Cronk, yeah. we won't hear the end of it. Yeah, look, and... Uh, it's it's bloody just, annoying Queensland. Well, there was also a bit of movement around uh, a bit of signing news. Well, they, also, Queensland did have a real injury with Boyd being forced out. Darius Boyd. Darius yeah, yeah. Boyd. Um, because of also of Morgan <laughs> moving to the centres. It was a finger injury from it Boyd. It was actually. So maybe it was, he just <laughs> he got... He did cut his fingernails too close to the finger. And then just had to be out for weeks. Um, uh, but there's... there's Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Where signing news. Signing yes, news. signing yes. news. Well, uh, there was... There's talks through the week that because Cronulla wants uh, Maloney to... Sorry, Maloney wants Cronulla to top up his 600k a year contract... Um and uh, and also he's got one year left on on uh, as an option I'm pretty sure but mm-hmm. uh, might be just a straight out year but then there's also talks that because Cooper Cronk wants to come to Sydney they might just pay Cooper Cronk uh, the Maloney money and let Maloney go now we do need to take this with a grain of salt because it was a Phil Rothfield article and he what he writes is generally rubbish but especially when it's about the Sharks however that is a very real option I mean Maloney's got another year on his contract he won't get a pay upgrade until the next contract. Which, you know, the form he's in, the quality of player he is, his rep commitments, he's a player who deserves that. Newcastle have room to spare. We can throw a million at him. Cronk can, you know, come and play for Cronulla. All will be well in the world. I said a few weeks ago that I'd much prefer Maloney over Cronk. Oh, like it, it, absolutely. Maloney is just a classic 
journeyman of a, of the NRL. Like he's played three grand finals with three different teams. One of them with New Zealand. Yeah, of uh, all th- of all teams. Sorry, but, pardon my language. Of all gosh dang teams. Yeah, and he's and he's so he's he's won two of them and, and uh, he played another year with with the Warriors. So, but like you can see a player that doesn't mind. Um, because when he started the storm, so he started in Melbourne, so he got used to very good systems. Mel- yeah, and also he's been used to just traveling around every so years. So like he went Melbourne, uh, New Zealand, uh, East, and then and then Cronulla. So it's like, um, so you think if you you prefer him rather than a player that's only been with one team. And other signing news, um, the two- SASA and Morga yeah. likely to come from Brisbane. Great signings, I think. I hear on uh, the grapevine that they are going to be announced after um, the Brisbane game. They don't want to sign. They don't want to announce. I think it'd be part of their. So don't play too well, boys. I know they listen to the ga- <laughs> uh, listen to the joust. It was, it's part of their package. As yeah. soon as they sign, they put pen to paper, they also get a subscription. Free subscription yeah. to the joust, which is free anyway. Yeah, I know. That's so sign up, subscribe to the joust. We're just a little sweetener. A little but the f- other one that. Uh, is still hopeful of happening. Connor Watson yet again to a Newcastle. Yes, looks last week in this his facility. So very exciting. And with his dear old mum again. With his dear mum again. So um, and that so sorry to be. It's a very mum themed month we're having here. It um, is. It <laughs> is. Uh, but it's but it, yeah, like it's it's definitely you wouldn't definitely come to you wouldn't definitely you wouldn't come to a club. <laughs> <laughs> My language has just gone out the window. Um, it's uh, never even in the car. <laughs> <laughs> to um to a club with a family member, unless you're literally considering like, and he's only a young boy. He well, that's what I mean. He's a just still a boy. He's only a baby, so probably goes everywhere. This mum, <laughs> she takes him around and shows him. This is which is new- really sweet. Actually. This is Newcastle. She's eighty as well. She's eighty also. <laughs> Sorry, mums. All mums. <laughs> All eighty-year-old mums. Sorry about that. Yeah. So there's talk about the um the Connor Watson. The other signing news I heard, potential of Tim Grant, which I think would be a pretty decent signing, you know. Yeah. Bit of is, a workman front rower. This is the only one that I've Wouldn't been... miss him if we didn't get him, though. Yeah, look, this is and someone... the other, Brenton Lawrence in a similar mould. He was the one, because him and Josh Starling were doing very similar roles at Manly, and I forgot who it was. Yeah, yeah, no, Brent, I'd prefer Lawrence, mm. Brenton Lawrence, because when I heard that Lawrence might be signing, I thought they were talking about Chris Lawrence, and if I've oh, hated... God, that's such a Bennett signing. Oh, I'd hate, um, I hate Chris Lawrence... Just the way, like when he when he stopped playing center and he stopped being quick and he moved to the back row, he's just one of these, just nothing back rowers that everyone keeps saying. But he's a every time that someone gets referred to as a clubman means they're playing out of form. But <laughs> one of those rare enigmas who played a number of tests but no origin. That's true. Yeah, the Joel, I love those kind of players. The Joel Clinton story. The um, Joel Clinton saga. Yeah, yeah. It's an epic. And he only played one test. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that hair. I think. Yeah. Oh hair. god, the hair. Hair going around. But like the Tim Grant. Like I think everyone remembers Tim Grant from running the ball and knocking uh, Petro on his ass. Petro on that, his ass. That I'll tell you what. That opening minutes was probably the best debut I've ever seen from a front rower. Yeah. Never did the thing again in Origin. But that opening twenty minutes cemented him in my mind. I don't think. Like I'm not sure if it's just the way he's playing with the Tigers um, and his role there. But he seems to be on the outer. Oh, but no, it, it just seems he's not that good. Yeah. I don't Even know. at Penrith, he was you know getting dropped and. And such, maybe it's just not very good. <sighs> look, I don't know. I don't know. Look, we definitely need front rowers, and we definitely need um, experienced front rowers. So, look, if maybe if we, I'd prefer Brenton Lawrence over Tim Grant, but I agree with you, Nag. But you we got definitely to agree wholeheartedly. But then I'd also prefer someone rather than the, the stocks that we have now, which seem to. Well, be that's the thing with Tim Grant is if we get him, great. If we don't get him, I don't care. Yeah, well, look, hopefully, not with, too fast. With the form that he's in, we hopefully if we get him on a nothing contract. Well, I think I, they're talking about about two hundred thousand. Yeah, like I, 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 we could probably scratch that up ourselves if we really worked for it. Oh, I couldn't. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> now, sorry, Nagy got a new job, and all he talks about is money. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, all right. 
Let's stop the silliness. How about the sack, Naggy? It's a full sack this week. Open it up, Liam. Oh, it's a very full sack. Now, first question is from Gav. Now, Gav's a you know regular contributor. This is one of his best questions yet. Yeah. Naggy, how about them nights? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, Gav. Look, uh, I, I want to answer this seriously. Though. Trending upwards. Yeah. Trending right. upwards. You know, positive signs. We're sticking with them. We love them. Look, there's, I think if anyone thinks that... Better than your mountain men, Gav. Yeah. Um, what is he like? Canberra. No, Penrith. Canberra. <laughs> Canberra, all the mountains of the Canberra. <laughs> I, thought, I thought about the snowy mountains, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the flattest part of Australia, Canberra. And all <laughs> the mountain men from Canberra. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it's... Yeah, look, I think they're doing well. Like, and I think we've talked about this before, how like they're definitely doing better than they did last season with effectively the same squad. I think we're not too far away from string wins together. So that same old thing. Thank you, Gav. Thank you, Gavin. Now, A-Bakes, next question. Uh, mm. Yeah, Like I said, we've got to go through quickly. Yeah. Full sack. Full sack. A-Bakes asks, why didn't Hocko step up and take the penalty goal? Well, he came out and said that he was, he thought it was further away. And obviously, even though he, <laughs> he should go to Specsavers. <laughs> That could be the ad. But him going, you take a Brock, and then he misses it, and he goes, should have gone Specsavers. Like, so now the story for those that haven't heard is that uh, Trent Hodkinson thought that the penalty was awarded on the 40. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lamb has the much bigger boot and has been kicking them from outside 40 at training consistently. Yeah. And uh, decided to give the call to Lamy. Now, when he realized that the kick was on the 30, should he left him. Should he have taken over? I mean, <sighs> look, he's the experienced player, former captain. Does he step in and say, look, no, I need to take this kick? Keeping in mind that his thoughts at the time were, you know, Lammy's in the zone. He's ready for this kick. I shouldn't take it off him. Yeah, look, it's it's one of those things. If he had stepped in uh, and said he's going to take it, missed it, everyone would have said, why wouldn't you just let Lamb take it? So it's only in, in hindsight that we, we make these sort of calls that he's like, oh, we should have should have taken it. He made the call at the time that he didn't think he could get it from the distance. Sure, he was uh, gifted a few more meters, but I don't think it was anything. Um, that I don't think I don't think in, only in hindsight that he he should have taken it. Now, there's a more particularly vicious rumor that uh, has been circulating around is that the last play when Brock Lamb takes the kick into Moses and Bai's leg, Hodkinson was on the other side of the field calling for it. Now, some people have been suggesting that making Lamb take this immense pressure kick was a bit of a, a respect move, saying, look, I'm you know former captain, experienced half. I made the call. Don't overcall me. Do you feel like there's any grounds to that? No, uh, I don't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but it sounded fun to say. Like yeah. It was really fun. I had fun talking about that. Yeah, you brought the tone down. I yeah. was like, and I, I, was, yeah. I sort of lost you midway through the sentence, <laughs> and then you went off to somewhere that I didn't know. And so, if you if to be fair, most sentences I start, I don't yeah. know where they're going. <laughs> By the time I get to the middle, I'm just happy I'm still talking. I'm uh, yeah, no, I'm glad it wasn't a real question because I didn't really have an answer for it. <laughs> I, I did have a follow up question from uh, Timothy Ray J. Also, oh, Ray J. Um, this is a part of the sack that I. That I'm holding, actually. Um, He's holding the right, yeah. for anyone wondering. <laughs> and it slants to the left. Uh, <laughs> so there's plenty of room over here. No, it's... it's uh, much larger. There was... <laughs> Uh, was if look if Brown needs more time and we keep saying look we just got to give him more time how much time does he have for me he's got another two years no look, I think it's much less less you would say one year assuming that we finish this season with not too many more wins let's say we can get another two but let's say there's a possibility that we're not going to win another game like you know we play some very good teams we have a very terrible run home but um, when I say run home, it's sort of run into the abyss, run into the water. <laughs> yeah, the abyss is our home nag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's how much time? I think he's got till really um, a huge task because we're bringing a lot of players in, but he has till that round 15 next year. But Nagy, then you're falling into the trap that we discussed last week. So he's got till round 15. Say we cut him at round 15. 
you're three three and a half years into a how many years plan. We don't know. No, you're no, three and a half no. years in. No, no, and then you're ready to go back to zero. The only reason people are giving him more time now, and look, I'm on the brownie, on the brownie, I was supposed to say the brownie bag. What is wrong with me? Today? The brownie bandwagon. The brownie bag. The I br- got that for an extra <laughs> twenty bucks once over in Islington. It was nearly like, like, <laughs> yeah, extra was, twenty bucks, and I got it. It's after the Cumberland sack. You get the brownie bag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, like but. The only reason we're giving him so much time is because look at the players that we have and look at our roster. We can't really be taken seriously as an NRL side because we shouldn't really be competing with these with all these rep. Every 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 team has like two or three really big rep players that they lean on, and when they're not playing, then everyone sinks. But we don't have that wealth that we can we can draw on. But next year, with with you know possibly five or six new players in the side, uh, which is you know half a team. If we get half a team of new players in, uh, which are which are Brownies calls, if uh, it will take time to gel. Um, and we're always going to struggle on early, but if we're not seeing it by halfway through next year, and I said 15, thinking that for some reason it's the 30 round um, season, but Isn't like, it? oh, I, yeah, I went with it because I thought it sounded right. Yeah, no, well, about round 15. I think yeah. if we're not, if we're still looking like we're going to get another spoon with new players, yeah, the, the, his head will roll. But then you say now, Brownie was straight up when he came to the club. It's going to take three or four years. We agreed with him then. Why are we now saying oh, I should have only taken two and a half? Well, it's it's it's. I guess it'll depend on where we're sitting at that point in the year. Yeah, yeah. Like if we're still, I was assuming we're still sitting on the bottom, okay. and we're still like getting the two out of, you know, sixteen wins. Mm. Uh, but like that's, that's where I think. So that's how much time I think they have. About half half a year of next year. Interesting. Uh, them, yeah. So good follow up, Kelly Wilson. Hmm? Who? Fo- oh no, good follow up question, Timmy Ray. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, now Luke Crompton. This one's a bit out of left field from Luke, but I like it. Great question, Luke. Mm. Uh, was Denise Richards the right choice for the role of Carmen Ibanez in Starship Troopers? Yes. Well, uh, she was going through a, a period of um, playing these uh, very smart women. I believe also she was Dr. Christmas Jones in... Um, yes, in 007. In, in The World Is Not Enough. Um, the World Is Not Enough. And, uh, and that was the thing of just making... <laughs> I had what, her as a doctor in my mind a few times uh, <laughs> late at night. Too. But um, but like, so she it was just very of the time, you know, that, that she was... Because um, I think of that movie, she was supposed to be some sort of hotshot pilot. She was. Now, <laughs> I think now the way Luke's framed the question, what I'm assuming mm. is that uh, he finds it odd that a name, you know, Carmen Ibanez, obviously very Latin Latin name. Okay, yeah. I think he's saying maybe why would a white actress play this? Now, do you think maybe like a no? Look now, what you've got to look, you've got to look at the in movie universe of Starship Troopers. Now we all remember Starship Troopers yeah. by the um, period they're living in. You know, the humans are a multi-galaxy exploring uh, yeah. race. And now you'll remember that Johnny Rico and Carbon Ibanez live in uh, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires yes. uh, capital of Argentina. Yes. So what basically, you know, the future that the director of the movie, Paul Verhoeven, had, you know, was this great future where everyone's white, even in South America. And I think that's why... Carmen, you know, Denise Richards was named. It was more a, a comment from Verhoeven saying, look, this great white future is very white. It, it was very white looking back yep, on it. Actually, it was. Yeah. and But they kept now Buenos Aires. They kept the uh, beautiful Latino name. But and they yet, lost uh, all the Latinos. Yeah, now I think but that maybe, movie was the one that really ousted Paul Verhoeven as a racist. <laughs> it could have been taken by probably a Selma Hayek if she was a few years younger. Could have been. Penelope Cruz, maybe. Um, but great question. Thank you very much, Luke Crompton. Yeah, thank you, Luke. And by the way, I'm just, I don't agree with Paul Verhoeven's. No, no, no. no. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, Nathan Picard. Short-haired man these days. Yes. Nathan Picard asks, how does Brock Lamb's misconversion rate in the worst conversion attempts ever? 
Yeah, look, it's it's definitely going to be up there because of where the game was. Uh, if that happens in the first, you know, ten minutes, it's sort of written off pretty quickly. Um, but like, it, it was a pressure pressure point. <laughs> pressure points were were needed uh, for, to a guy that was you know inexperienced in that thing. We haven't been at a point where we can win a game with a kick like that. Like, despite him playing a lot of first grade this season, um, he's not. You know, that's not one of the things that he's got a cool head during times of pressure. So, look, it's not un, unreasonable to think that he that he messed it up because he's young and just not used to it, basically. Now, I took a completely different route in uh, addressing this question, and I was really hoping that uh, we could post a YouTube video, which we may do later, of worst failed conversion attempts. Because I was thinking more of the uh, the funny side of things, seeing the bad conversions and whatnot. Yeah. So I think it's pretty up there in top 10 of the worst ever. Yeah. But uh, we'll put up a video later of some of the other contenders. Now, Liam, uh, any more questions in the sack? There is, but look, we've just, we've just, we're, we're pushing we've just got too much. We're Don't forget, we will be doing live sack tomorrow. Yes, any origin so questions? origin-themed questions, fire them through to us. We will do our best to answer them. Yes, and it'll be a great night tomorrow night at, oh. uh, at the uh, Central Bar, but we'll plug that at the end. Um, now, Liam, I understand you've been doing a bit of digging up. I have been, yes. Of, of a bit of history. I, oh, yeah, that too. In what we like to call a bit of a blast from the past. Yes. <laughs> My favourite segment. So uh, we got a very special uh, New South Wales themed blast from the past this week. Uh, and who's our blast from the past? Today? Blast from the past this week is Glenn Lazarus. Glenn Lazarus. The brick with eyes. We all remember Glenn. I think he, he was actually one of the first players to play for New South Wales from a Queensland club when he was playing in Brisbane. Yeah, and won he, three um, grand, he won three grand finals at three different yeah, clubs and yeah. also could do a cartwheel. Really? Well, he did it at the end when he won with the Storm. Well, he certainly can't do politics because <laughs> he's having a bit of a shocker there. But, yeah, no, Glenn, uh, he had a great career for New South Wales. I remember, yeah. the, you know, the forward pack with him and Sirenan and Harrigan. Harrigan, and yeah, they were, they were really... Blocker cool. Roach, it was they're, unbelievable. They're really killers. But um, but but it's uh, but yeah. So Glenn Lazarus, uh, yeah, Lazarus, he, he did a lot for New South Wales. He ended up playing nineteen uh, Origin matches, very good career, as well as three uh, in the Super League Tri Series. Um, yeah, he had a really long, successful Origin career. Just very hard working. But he was he was around for quite a while. Wasn't Look, he? he was. He actually he had a really weird background. It's funny when he you know broke into first grade. But where's this man from? And you know who is he? he looks really old. And yeah. uh, he was actually from biblical times. You would not believe it. But he's a star. Yeah. In uh, one of, you know, Jesus Christ's (laughs) very own parables. He was the star. And, you know, he's changed a bit since then, obviously, in this parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Um, he was uh, he was a beggar. Yeah. He was covered with sores, and uh, look, he was longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table, which I think is where he actually gained his girth to become a front rower. He was uh, pretty well off, but, you know, he was a good man. He lived a good life, and... You know, but he he hang, hung out outside this rich man's house, and uh, you know they both pass away. Uh, Glenn goes up to to heaven. He's getting in the gates at St Peter's. Yeah, and uh, the the rich man, however, now he goes to hell. He's been very miserly and rude, but high up in the community, he says to, you know, he says to old mate Satan, I believe uh, his name is. He says, mate, why aren't I up there? What's going on? He said, ah, you were a dickhead, but Lazarus, the yeah. beggar, was a good man. Look at that. And that's the story of Lazarus and the rich man, which a uh, very own Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Lazarus. Lazarus. <laughs> what, what's amazing. With eyes. And then we can go from the, the, the foot of the table to 19 Origins with the Blues and several grand finals. What a, an amazing blast it's from the a past. It's like a very literal rags to riches story. <laughs>
<laughs> Quite I like something. Unlike House, which is the rags to rag story. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for the Blast Pass, Liam. I do enjoy them, and I really enjoy, enjoy doing this with you. Everything. I'm, I'm just talking to you. I'm not doing anything else with my hands. And I shall <laughs> respond. I had a wonderful time doing it, Nagy, as I always do. Thank you very much, Justice, for listening. Uh, please join us tomorrow night at Central Bar, uh, as we'll be doing the big just takeover for the Decidonator game three so please come along it's gonna be it's gonna be a great night there's there's thanks for that Liam. Uh, there's uh there's gonna be uh just a lot of fun had a lot of beers drunk and hopefully our blues win so central bar tomorrow come around about seven o'clock and uh let's all have some fun keep an eye out for us on the the joust uh for all the social pipes uh as well as our twitter handle which we haven't used but uh please we'll get there we'll get there eventually uh, thank you so much justice has always been a pleasure good night the beach. Everybody had matching towels. Somebody 